Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. As of Monday, here in the Pacific Northwest, where this podcast originates, mask mandates are back. (laughs) Vaccine mandates are everywhere, from government jobs to private companies. And vaccinated people are getting COVID right and left. It seems like a great time to talk about what we know about COVID and our response to it. Many have said that we need to follow the science but instead they follow their emotions. So at risk of being seen as cross-promoting, I wanted to highlight a blog from my wife, uh, Christy Morgan. She uh, writes a blog and you can uh, read and see the cited links uh, that I'm about to cover at uncommonsensepodcast.com. I encourage you to go there. Uh, We have merchandise you can purchase so you can see Uh, archived podcasts there, and you can also see her blog. In her blog, she said this. She said, my skepticism began after the two weeks to flatten the curve, turned into preventing anyone from ever getting sick or dying again. (laughs) Here is a tiny sampling of one narrow topic of why I an educated person with a bachelor's degree in nursing and over 20 years in healthcare don't buy into the rhetoric. And she says this, she says, me, we no longer recognize passive immunity, which is when a person develops immunity by becoming infected, then recovering from something. Now from the CDC and the WHO, uh, it talks about immunity types. So I'm I'm going to talk about what they say, and then we're going to, you know, break it down into really understandable bits. So I, I'm not a, a person who is very medical. That's my wife, obviously. Um, and so oftentimes I need to have it broken down into something that actually sounds like English. And so uh, that's, that's what we want to do. We want to see where are we, but we also want to see how can we understand it. So first of all, immunity to a disease is achieved through the presence of antibodies to that disease in a person's system. Now, antibodies are are proteins produced by the body to neutralize and destroy toxins or disease-carrying organisms. Uh, Antibodies are uh, disease-specific. So, for example, uh, let's say you have measles antibody. um, and That that will protect a person who is exposed to measles uh, as a disease, but uh, will have no effect if he or she is exposed to, let's say, mumps. So I would say to this, that that God made our bodies to find cells that have made us sick before and and, and to kill them so it doesn't happen again. So we we have these little, you know, these little armies (laughs) inside of us and and they're they're going all around our body and they're trying to find these cells that that they can identify uh, as enemy cells and and, and they're going to... They're going to try to kill them. They're going to try to get rid of them before they can multiply and they can uh, make us sick. Now, the Johnson and Johnson vaccine interjected into the body. Um, it, it it interjects cells that teaches our body how to produce these antibodies. 
um, that it's a little bit different of a vaccine than the mRNAs. Now, the mRNA vaccines are a type that that's new. It's a new type of vaccine to protect against infectious diseases. mRNA vaccines teach our cells how to make a protein or even just maybe even just a piece of a protein that triggers our bodies to produce antibodies. Now, there are two types of immunity. There's what's called active and passive immunity. Now, active immunity is this. Active immunity results when exposure to a disease uh, organism triggers the immune system to produce antibodies to that disease. Exposure to the disease uh, organism can occur through you know, infection with an actual disease, um, and, and this results in natural immunity. Or introduction of a killed or weakened form of the disease organism through vaccination. Uh, Vaccine-induced immunity is what this is called. Either way, if, if a, an immune person comes into contact with that disease in the future, their immune system, that army, <laughs> so to speak, will recognize it and immediately produce the antibodies needed to fight it. Now, active immunity is long-lasting and sometimes even lifelong. Uh, there's, there's been vaccines and, and shots that I've gotten myself. Uh, when, for instance, I had to go to Africa, uh, I had a whole cocktail of, of stuff. I mean, they put all kinds of vaccines into me. And many of those I don't need to ever do again because they're lifelong. Now, there's also what's called passive immunity. Now, passive immunity is is provided when a person is given antibodies to a disease rather than producing them through his or her own immune system. And let me explain. A, a newborn baby rec- uh, uh, acquires passive immunity from its mother through the pl- uh, placenta. A, a person can also get passive immunity through antibody containing blood products such as uh, immune uh, 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 globins, uh, which which may be given when immediate protection from specific diseases is needed. Uh, this is the, the major advantage to passive immunity. Protection is immediate. That's why they give, obviously, to newborn babies. Whereas active immunity takes time, usually several weeks to develop. However, passive immunity lasts only a few weeks or months. Only active immunity is long-lasting. So, getting back to the blog, she she says what they like to say, them, (laughs) oh, no, no, immunity received the old-fashioned way doesn't last as long as the vaccine. Well, let's take a look and see if they're right. From the National Institute of Health comes this. After people recover from infection with a virus, the immune system remains a memory of it, it, retains a memory of it. Immune cells and proteins that circulate in the body can recognize and kill the pathogen if it's encountered again, protecting against disease and reducing illness severity. This long-term immune protection involves several components. It involves antibodies, um, proteins that circulate in the blood, as we talked about, recognize uh, foreign substances like viruses, and, and they neutralize them. Uh, Different types of T cells help recognize and kill the pathogens. B cells make new antibodies 
when the body needs them. So we obviously need both. To better understand immune memory of the SARS-CoV-2, which researchers uh, from the uh, La, Jolla, uh, La Jolla Institute for uh, Immunology um, analyzed uh, immune cells and antibodies from almost 200 people who had been exposed to the SARS-CoV-2 and recovered. Now, the, the researchers found durable immunity responses in the majority of people studied antibodies against the spike protein of the SARS-CoV-2, which is, of course, what produces COVID, which the virus uses to, to get inside the cells and, and, and were found in 98% of participants one month after the symptoms onset. As seen in previous studies, the number of antibodies ranged widely between individuals, but promisingly, their levels remained fairly stable over time, declining only modestly at six to eight months after infection. Now, this is really good news because this means that those that have had COVID have all the antibodies they need. I mean, in fact, it, says, it goes on to say here that, that virus-specific B cells increased over time. They increased over time. People had more memory B cells six months after symptom onset than one month afterwards. Although the, the numbers of these cells appeared to reach a plateau, of course, after a few months, which all of them do, levels didn't decline over the period of study. Did, did you hear what I said? The levels didn't decline. Levels of T cells, in fact, for the virus also remained high after infection. Six months and after the, the symptoms onset, 92% of participants had CD4 plus T cells that recognized the virus. So they had these, 92% of the participants did. These cells helped coordinate the immune response. They're the ones that say, hey, let, let's go after these, these bad cells. About half the participants had the C, CD8 plus T cells, which kill cells that are infected by the virus. So as with antibodies, the numbers of different immune cell types varied substantially between individuals, but neither gender nor differences in disease severity could account for the variability. However, 95% of the people had at least three out of five immune system components that could recognize SARS-CoV-2 up to eight months after infection. So let me stop here and say this, that at that time, and this, this was, this study was done, you know, a few months back at that time, they were hopeful that the vaccine could provide the same level of protection that what we hear from the media so oftentimes is you need to get vaccinated. You need to get vaccinated. You need to get vaccinated because that's how we're going to kill this virus. Well, you know, you're, you're going to get sick. If you don't get vaccinated, you're going to get sick. Boy, you're going to get sick if you don't get vaccinated. And yet what the studies are showing, what the science is saying is that if you've had COVID, there's no need to get the vaccine because you already have the antibodies and probably more of them. And for a longer period of time, than the vaccine. So that, again, they're hoping that the vaccine could provide the same level of protection as if you have already had it and have the antibodies. So I go on. She says, me, wait, 
Why are we still calling it a vaccine anyway? According to the CDC, please note that 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 what they're saying here is definitions for vaccine and immunity. So here's what they say. The CDC says this, vaccine, a product that stimulates a person's immune system to produce immunity to a specific disease, protecting the person from that disease. Vaccines are usually administered through needle injections, but can also be administered by mouth-to-mouth or spraying into the nose. Now, what is immunity? According to the CDC, immunity is protection from an infectious disease. If you are immune to a disease, you can be exposed to it without becoming infected. Now, this is important. If you have immunity from a vaccine, then you can be exposed to that without becoming infected. So we know that the vaccines are not making people immune to COVID. The claim is that they only lessen the symptoms. You, you, in fact, you hear that now. It's not get the, the vaccine so you won't get the virus. It's get the vaccine so that your symptoms will be less. You've heard that, that, that twist in, in wordage being used. Because we know that the vaccines do not prevent you from getting infected. They do not give you immunity. So doesn't that make it more likely then that there will be more asymptomatic spreaders out there? If if it doesn't prevent me from getting the virus in the first place, it only lessens the symptoms possibly, then what does that mean? Then that means that I could have the virus and not know it. And then I go out and I do my thing. And now I'm spreading the virus, not knowing it because I got vaccinated. Now, how are, how are we defeating or killing the virus with vaccines? This doesn't make any sense. And she says them, what they say. It's not going to be mandatory, conspiracy theorist. <laughs> well... We just did a podcast on on this uh, and on the government agencies and the private companies that are making the vaccines mandatory. Uh, obviously, we're uh, we're actually in the middle of that ourselves right now as a family because of my wife being in the medical field. Uh, she is being uh, required to take the vaccine, and we are trying to see if there is a way that she can still uh, further her career. Uh, and and continue actually in her career in the medical field without uh, having taken it. That's that is our choice. Um, we don't uh, look down on anybody who decides to take it. It's just our personal thing, and so um, we're right in the middle of that. And yes, vaccines are being made mandatory. It we're not a conspiracy theorist if we believe that. That, that vaccines are going to be made mandatory. It's happening all over the place, even though that's what a lot of people were being called when they could see this, this train coming a ways down the track. Now them, that's not mandatory. You, you don't have a, a choice. Uh, you, know, you do have a choice. You, you, can, you can find a different job is what they'll say. Well, for many, these, these are not just jobs. They're careers. In, entire industries are mandating 
the vaccine for their, their workers. Nurses that were just not too long ago called heroes are now being fired from their jobs over this. And we're talking about a lot of nurses that have not taken the vaccine. We're talking like 25% of the nurses in some cases that are not vaccinated. And they, they're, they're not giving them medical exemptions. Um, medical exemptions are, are very few and far between. In fact, we're seeing um, pregnant mothers. We're seeing nursing mothers. Uh, we're seeing all kinds of different things uh, that are being turned down for medical exemptions. Now, even if you get, let's say, a religious exemption, then these nurses are being fired anyway because they refuse to make accommodations for them. So there's a lot of people, and I'm just highlighting the, the medical industry here, but there's a lot of people that are on the very verge of losing their entire careers over these mandated vaccinations. Now she goes on and says, me, that's not really a choice though. Here is the definition of coercion. <laughs> this is kind of interesting. Quote, the intimidation of a victim to compel the individual to do some act against his or her will by the use of psychological pressure, physical force, or threats. I mean, it, haven't we seen basically almost all three of those when it comes to vaccination? So them, what they, what they say, well, the only way to end COVID is for everyone to get immunity from the shot. Well, here's Business Insider uh, article. And it says that Carnival Cruise Lines said 27 people tested positive for Corona uh, virus, 19, Corona 19, COVID-19, there we go, on board the Carnival Vista cruise ship sailing from Gallatin, Texas to Belize. Well, that would be a nice one. I'd like to go to Belize sometime. According to a Belize Tourism Board press release, <laughs> the Business Insider had to go to the Belize Tourist Board press release to get this. The positive cases include 26 crew members and one passenger on the ship, which was carrying more than 4,000 people, and all those infected were vaccinated, according to the release. So, me, that's just one incident. I can see where this is going. Soon we will have to have papers to go places. Of course, them, <laughs> conspiracy theorist. <laughs> well, let's take a look. According to KFF.org, as COVID-19 vaccination rolls out in parts of the world, many countries have started to implement or are considering the use of COVID-19 vaccination passports, which of course are a, a paper or digital form certified that a person has been vaccinated against COVID-19 for purposes of international travel. In addition, some countries are using them for domestic travel and or, you know, they're even uh, using them for access to certain establishments, activities, or events. Such certifications are separate from, but related to the issue of vaccine mandates, where COVID-19 vac uh, vaccines are mandated. There will be a need to certify vaccine status, and a vaccine passport is a potential tool for that purpose. It goes on to say that the U.S. government 
is exploring COVID-19 vaccine uh, certifications for use internationally and domestically. The administration has said that the vaccine passport may be required in the future for international travelers entering the U.S., but it will not impose a federal requirement for domestic purposes. However, it is working with the private sector to develop standards around such certification within the U.S., States are, are uh, landing on different sides of what has quickly become a partisan issue, with several states moving to implement passports, while others have come out strongly against the idea. Of course, we've seen uh, you know, the state of New York and things like this that are implementing these passports. Now, them, they say, but what, but, but what about the variants? Me? Yes, viruses mutate and always have... And they, they always have. Each each new variant will uh, have its its moment in the spotlight with more, you know, prevalence. That that's how and why they mutate. Actually, there will be more. They mutate in order to keep themselves going. So them, the Delta variant is killing people. Me, yes, no doubt. But so have other variants. See, all you have to do is go to the CDC COVID data tracker and see the rise and decline of every variant so far. You can get on there and you can see there's a, there's a spike and then it comes back down. Every variant does this. So she says, everyone says hospitalizations are going up. What about that? Well, me, with people delaying having medical concerns addressed and avoiding routine medical care last year, Combined with COVID, yes, hospitals are super full. Did did you know this happens every flu season? And news outlets and the public never cared before. She said, I actually wrote an entire blog on this point, except in 2020, there was no flu season. But everybody says, but, but there are no beds. Me. Some places have are having to transfer patients, reduce elective surgeries, and, you know, um, search for staff to, to hire frantically. Some, some places have beds, but no staff to open the bed. That's what's happening. And them, I see. Let's fire healthcare workers for not taking the shot. <laughs> of course, there's, there's going to be a real problem when as many as 25% of all the nurses are fired for not getting the vaccine. What will the hospitals do then? Them. The shot protects people against getting it, and they won't spread it. Well, let's take a look. NPR. Here's an article from NPR. A CDC release study details a COVID-19 outbreak that started July 3rd in Provincetown, Massachusetts, involving 469 cases. It found that three-quarters of cases occurred in fully vaccinated people. Did you hear that? Three-quarters in fully vaccinated people. Massachusetts has a high rate of vaccination, about 69% among eligible adults in the state at the time of the study. It also found no significant difference in the viral load presented in the breakthrough infections occurring during uh, occurring in fully vaccinated people and the other cases, suggesting the viral load and the vaccinated and unvaccinated person infected with the uh, coronavirus is similar. So what do, what do people say? They say, well, if we all get antibodies and immunity, then it will go away. 
<laughs> um, maybe we could, if, if you actually have that question, maybe you can please restart this podcast from the beginning. And, and, and that way, when you get back to this point, maybe you won't have that question and we can move on. Them. Well, all of you people should just die then, right? <laughs> I mean, seriously, we have seen so many, um, even I, I've seen teacher um, posts. I've seen uh, all kinds of, of people that basically just say, well, you know what, this, this, this is, uh, th- this serves you right. You, you, uh, you need to all die. You need to, uh, you know, this, this is a survival of the fittest We're, you, you guys need to, to go away. If you're, if you're not going to, to protect yourself with masks, if you're not going to protect yourself with social distancing. You're not going to protect yourself with vaccines and you can just die. We've, we've seen videos of, of teachers teaching this in the classroom. And, and I, I recently even saw a post on Facebook of a, a, an obituary of a man that died of COVID. And it included this in the obituary. It said, family members believed, uh, believed David's death was needless. They blame his death and the deaths of all other innocent people on Trump, Abbott, and all the other politicians who did not take this pandemic seriously and were more concerned with their popularity and votes than lives. Also to blame are the many ignorant, self-centered, and selfish people who refuse to follow the advice of the medical professionals, believing their right, in quotes, not to wear a mask was more important than killing innocent people. A statement issued by the family declared that David did everything that he was supposed to do, but you did not. Shame on all of you, and may karma find all of you. See, this is what I'm talking about. This is this is the the venomous type of of stuff, the hateful things that people are saying. And I'll, I'll say to this, and we'll wrap it up. Number one, masks don't work unless it's a single-use, properly fitted N95 or better on someone who doesn't have facial hair. <laughs> or you're wearing a gas mask, I guess, right? Masks don't work. It's just, it's just what it, it boils down to. We know this. I mean, at the beginning, some may, may not have. But just knowing, being around people who are in the medical field, been in surgeries and all this kind of, you you do not see cloth masks. You do not see anything less than an N95 that's properly fitted, used one time with people that don't have facial hair. That that is how these masks work when it comes to viruses. Now, number two, the vaccines are not vaccines. They don't prevent anyone from getting the virus. They possibly lessen the symptoms, making some asymptomatic spreaders, as we've talked about. Number three, those that have had the virus have the same antibodies that someone that has had the vaccine has, and probably stronger, and for a lot longer. Number four, it's a virus. Like all viruses, it will continue to mutate to survive. That's what they do. And lastly, mass mandates, mandatory vaccination, and lockdowns 
don't work and actually make things worse. If you look at the science, if you look at the data, and you look at countries who responded differently than we did, they are in a much better position now than we are. There isn't a single study that you can produce that shows you that mass mandates or lockdowns, even mandatory vaccinations work. Why, If they work, then why are we here right now getting locked down again? This is ridiculous. Now, you may agree with me. You may disagree with me. Definitely love to hear from you. And of course, as we said earlier, that can be done at UncommonSensePodcast.com. Thank you very much for listening. This podcast is a production of Morganite Communications.